I'd like to invite a lady to the pulpit today, a lady that has travelled far across oceans, all the way from Africa, from Kenya, a lady who has founded her own mission organisation complete with constitution, board of directors, etc., and is operating in Kenya. A lady who has studied the ministry and the diploma of Christian studies and who has preached a pretty reasonable sort of a message. Please make welcome Helen Rogers. Thank you so much, each and everyone. And I take this opportunity to welcome each and everyone to the today's message. And even myself, I want to receive from the message because this is the day the Lord has made and he has something special for us in his house. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we bless you, we honor you, we uplift your holy name, and we pray that in the holy name of Christ Jesus, even as now we are about to read your word and get to hear what you have for us, that Lord, you are going to minister to each and every one of us. May you bless us and may you be with us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Our text today comes from the book of Second Kings. Chapter number 4, verse 1 to 7, and Acts 3, 1 to 10. So we are going to read as fast as we can, 2 Kings 4, 1 to 7. And I start. The wife of a man from the company of prophets cried out to Elisha. Are we together? Okay. The wife of a man from the company of prophets cried out to Elisha. Your servant, my husband is dead. And you know that he referred the Lord. But now his creditor is coming to take my two boys as his slaves. Elisha replied to her, How can I help you? Tell me, what do you have in your house? Your servant has nothing there at all, she said, except a small jar of olive oil. Elisha said, Go around and ask all your neighbors for empty jars. Don't ask just for just a few. Then go inside and shut the door behind you and your sons. Pour oil into all the jars and as it is filled, put it on one side. 
She left him and shut the door behind her and her sons. They brought the jars to her and she kept pouring. When all the jars were full, she said to her son, Bring another one. But he replied, There's, no, there's not a jar left. Then the oil stopped flowing. She went and told the man of God, and he said, Go sell the oil and pay your debts. You and your son can live on what is left. Let's go to the book of Acts, chapter 3, verse 1 to 10. Acts, chapter number 3, Acts 3, 1 to 10. It's not there. One day Peter and John were going up to the temple at a time of prayer. At three in the afternoon. Now a man who was lame from birth was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful. Where he was put every day to beg from those going into the temple courts. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money. Peter looked straight at him, he said, as did John. Then Peter said, look at us. So the man gave him his attention, expecting to get something from them. Then Peter said, silver or gold I do not have, but what I do have I give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. Taking him by the right hand, he helped him up, and instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong. He jumped to his feet and began to walk. Then he went with them into the temple courts, walking and jumping and praising God. When all the people saw him walking and praising God, they recognized him as the same man who used to sit, begging at the temple gate called Beautiful. And they were filled with wonder and amazement and what had happened to him. At what had happened to him. May the Lord bless his, his word. Thank you. Just take that one off the screen. Uh, I want us to have a look today at these two passages. One from the Old Testament and the other one from the New Testament. And I am going to be a bit fast because I believe today we have to get something new from the Lord. But it doesn't matter how much or how far or how strong the challenges are. But the Lord is there. He never changes. And that's why we said we have to surrender all unto him. My title today is, What Do You Have? The woman was a wife of one of the prophet's son. And this woman, we are told that the husband passed away. And when the husband passed away, he had left a lot of debts. And then 
after the husband passed away, all the creditors came to the woman and they wanted to make sure now they get their share because they had given this man some money and now he's dead. And this man did not know what to do. She's a widow, she doesn't have the money. And that's why the Bible says she went to Elisha and she went and spoke to the man of God, Elisha. Many times when we are faced with challenges, we as church members, we always have in mind the man of God is always there to give us a wise counsel. And that's the best way. It has never started today. It started even in the long times. And that's why this woman, as a wise woman who was in the church, being a widow, she decided, now my pillar is gone and I don't know what to do. And these people really want to take my boys to go and make them slaves for the rest of their lives because my husband had death and he's already dead. And she felt a bit pressure. And so she went to see the man of God. And Elisha asked the woman, what do you have? And the Bible says, the woman said, I have nothing. But a glass of jar of oil. Or a jar of oil. According to this woman, I believe she never thought that that jar of oil would even become a miracle. She never thought that God could use the same small amount of oil to change a story. And that's how we Christians we are today. Every time we come again, uh, we come and have challenges in life, we forget on what we have. And we tend to think whatever we are having is of no use. And we keep praying and telling God, Lord, we need you to help us. We keep on praying, God, to give us something that we are going to use. And we forget the little we have is the one that can be a miracle for you. However how little the oil was, it had to change our story. Those who are here on Sunday afternoon, we learned how to oppress the oppressor. And today I want to bring another message and say, that miracle that you want to receive, you already have it. You just have to increase your faith. And that's why I'm saying, the Lord is asking each and every one of us, what do you have? Now, when you read that passage, as we've read, it is saying, Elisha told the woman, go to your neighbors and ask for empty jars. In other fashion, ask for empty vessels. Do you know why the, 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 the man of God told the woman to go and ask for empty vessels? Because Elisha knew, for one, if you ask for an empty jar, after you use it, you will take it back. Because it is just a jar. Whatever is inside is what the Lord wants to bring to you. So go and ask for empty. 
So you are, in other words, you're not going to borrow more to add to your debts. But you're going to tell them, please help me with your job, help me with your job, help me with your job. Archie was told to go and ask for many vessels or many jars. To me, I see this woman was a woman of faith. She did not want to answer, ask questions. What are the empty jars for? And so because of her faith, she decided to go and ask and request her friends and neighbors, please help me with empty jars. After finishing them, I bring it back. And they will give it to her because she's a widow. So she was given the empty jars. And then the instruction that Elisha had given this woman is, after you get all the jars, get into your house and close the door together with your sons. And then start filling each and every jar. Now, from that small oil that was in Hajar, that is where her miracle was. She was not expecting anything bigger than that. She was thinking and she talks to Elijah, maybe Elijah will call people and say, let us support this widow to pay her debts. But Elijah was a wise man of God. He wanted to use her small oil to make a change in her life. I want to come today and say, everyone who is here, my brother, my sister, my mother, my father, everyone, child of God, that small faith that you are having is able to change every challenge you have in your life. You might be having a very big challenge in your life. Maybe it is family. Maybe it is how you are going to manage your business. Maybe it is health. Maybe it is, I don't know, business. These are not working well. But that small faith you have, it's enough to change the condition. And that's why when this lady when to borrow the vessels, she came to the house, she didn't know what to do. And Elijah gave her the command, start pouring the oil from your jar to those vessels. The Bible says she filled all the jars. And the woman kept on filling and filling and filling. It's amazing how the jars are getting full and full and full. The jars are not getting empty. And she filled all the jars. And then now she told her son, bring another one. And the son said, I've given you all. And then the Bible says, and after that, what happened? The oil ceased to flow. In other words, it was about the faith of this woman on how many jars she would collect that would change her story. And after she did that, she went and told Elijah, I have done that, I've filled all the jars. And Elijah said, go sell the oil, pay your debts, and the remaining use for your survival. Let me ask a very funny question. If it was you who was being told to go and bring those vessels, empty vessels, how many would you come with? And you know your jar is just a small bottle. Maybe this is the only oil you have in the house. And then the man of God tells you to go and bring vessels or jars. How many jars would you bring? Heaps. 
with this one. You, ma- you mean this one can fill heaps? Huh? How many? Two. Only two. Faith, how many? Many as I can find. For only this? Well, yeah. Only this? Yeah. It's only a small bottle. How many jars, how many vessels can be filled by this one? Probably just one. They can't even fill one. But this woman did what the Lord said to her. And what the man of God said to her. And that's how God works. With the little faith that she had, God used that little faith to increase all what she wanted. That challenge that you are having, the small faith you are having, God just wants you to increase it and He's going to change it. You are the one who is holding the key to your miracle, in other words. So for you to receive your miracle, you need to increase your faith. Nothing is greater than awaiting what the man of God is carrying. And what you have will create a great miracle for your life. And that's why most of us, when we are having issues, or maybe when things are not going the way we want, and we go, we go and cry to the man of God, oh, I'm supposed to pay the rent, I'm supposed to pay the bill, I'm supposed to do this, and I don't have anything. Always the man of God will ask you, what do you have? I have nothing. Instead of saying, I'm having only $10, 10 bucks. I'm getting to know that this is Yeah? You just want that small to be added on more. But it's not about that small to be added more. It's about the faith of what small you have. God wants to increase it and change your story. Now, when we go to the book of Acts, chapter 3, verse 1 to 10, we get another story of the same, same kind. This man was born alone. And every time, at around three o'clock, people used to carry him to the gate of beautiful. And they used to keep him at that gate. And I believe that gate, for it to be called beautiful, it must have been beautiful. In other words, whether you are clean or dirty, And you're still having a toothache. Even if you go and sit in a president suit or governor suit, you'll still have the same toothache. Am I right? Have you realized that? Maybe you are having a pain. Maybe one, one eye is having a pain. Let me use the eye because I, have, I always have problems with my eyes. I'm having a problem with my eye. Even if I greet Queen Elizabeth, I will still have my problem with my eye. Even if I walk with Queen Elizabeth, even if I stay in her house, I will still have my problem with the eye until it is changed or checked on. Okay? So this man was lame. And all this time, they used to carry him and bring him to the gate. 
They never used to carry him and take him into the temple inside. They used to bring him just to the gates. And he used to stay in his problems. And the reason they kept him in the gate was so that when people are getting in the temple, they could support him. Now, these two brethren, John and Peter, they came there and they looked at him. And this man was thinking, oh, these must be good people. They must be having something good to give me. But to surprise, they said, they don't have silver, they don't have gold, they have nothing. The same, same statement that the woman said, I have nothing. That's the same, same statement that John and Peter used, we have nothing. But what we have is the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. They wanted to instill the faith of healing upon this man's life. And maybe this man was feeling, oh, you can't just tell me to wake up. And you know I've never, I've never been able, able even to stand on my own since birth. But the Bible says they tried even to exercise his faith by holding his hand and making him stand. And he discovered he was surprised. Oh, I am whole. And the Bible says he went rejoicing and singing inside the temple and everybody was surprised. Maybe we are in the church or wherever we are in the community and we are waiting for a miracle to happen for everyone to see something has changed in our life. My brother, my sister, I want to say that small faith that you are having, if you increase it, it is going to change even the community that is around you. That small faith that you have, the moment you practice it, it is going to make a change in your life that even people around will start wondering what's happening. Today, I want to ask each and every one of you, what do you have in your life? What do you have? Sometimes in this year, maybe in June, your pastor is going to Kenya. I thank each and everyone because you have been trying as much as you can to support your pastor. But we believe when pastor goes to Kenya, he's going to minister. Now I want to give a challenge to you. What if it is you who is supposed to go to preach to Solomon Islands or Pakistan or VG or PNG? Are you ready to do that? What do you have? How are you going to spread the gospel? How committed are you? What change are you going to bring? We learned last month, uh, last week, we were told by pastor, this is a year of community. In other words, it's a year to change the community that is around us. I want to ask you, what change are you going to make in the community? Is it by talking too much? Is it by practicing the faith? Is it by showing love? Is it by exercising the faith in the Lord that is going to change the community? 
it's time for each and every one of us to change our focus and our faith and increase the small faith we have to expect God to touch us. God is ready to heal and lift each and every one of us. He's ready to heal our children. He's ready to heal even the economy of this country. He's ready to heal even every situation or every challenge that you're going through in your life. He just wants you to increase your faith. And I believe if we do that, by the end of this year, the community around us will know something special is about They'll see how great you are. They'll see how you have been exercising the small faith and increase it. And it will impact it. And impact them in all their ways of life. And this might even end up changing their ways. We are all missionaries. I've come from Africa. Others have come from Tasmania. Others from Danoli. Others from wherever. We were not born here. The Lord has brought here with a purpose. What change are you going to make in Maryborough? And with that, may the Lord bless you so much and encourage you on what to do. Let's pray. Father, we thank you, we bless you, we honor you, we uplift your holy name. And we pray that in the holy name of Christ Jesus. Many times we've been feeling like we have nothing. But we've realized the small, the small faith that we have, if we increase it, our miracles is assured. And Lord, you are able to do something special upon our lives. Just as you did for this widow. And also the lame man, you are able to do it for us. Change our story, Lord. Maybe you have been having a challenge in your life or you're having a problem and you really want to increase your faith. You want to pray for your children. You want to pray for your family. You want to pray for the place of work or maybe things are not working the way you want them to work. The Lord today wants to change your story. Lift up your hands and we'll pray together. Whatever you are. Heavenly Father, we come before you at this time. <clears throat> and we give, Lord, the smallness of what we have in our lives. We come to you with the least, Lord, that we have. And we ask, Lord, like the jars of oil, that you would multiply that, Lord, in our life. Not for us to keep or to have or to hold but to share with others. Because just like the passage that was read out in Acts, how the boys went up to the gate beautiful and the beggar was there. And they said, silver and gold we don't have, but what we do have, we give to you. They prayed for the man and he walked. And Lord, as we come before you today, we pray and ask that what you have for us, Lord, 
will be far greater than what we can ever accumulate in our own power or strength. We pray, Lord, that we can take the things that you give us, the ministries, the giftings, the missions, the fruit, Lord, and we can use those things in such a way that we can impact, through the name of Jesus, people's lives, Lord, far and wide. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to a Wattle City Church podcast. If you download the Anchor podcast app and type Wattle City Church into the search engine, you can listen to more and great podcasts from Wattle City Church. Thanks.